The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Mogul Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Hernandez uh, on the Real Estate Podcast with the Face of Chicago Business. And today I have two extraordinary guests, Miss Daphne Pinkney with the Pinkney Team Real Estate and Frank Montreux with Keller Williams Preferred. And I would like to start off actually right now by just having you guys take a few minutes and introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, and we'll go from there. Okay, well, I'll go first. I am Daphne Pinkney of the Pinkney Team Realty, I'm owner and operator since March of last year, realtor extraordinaire, Chicagoland area. <laughs> Frank Montreux, Keller Williams Preferred Real Estate. I've been around for a few whiles, a about few 38 and a half years doing my thing, helping people, creating value, and uh, just staying groovy. <laughs> so, Frank, why don't you tell us how you got the name of the King of the South Side? So, um, around uh, 2001, um, uh, there was uh, someone on Facebook connected with me, and they saw what, you know, what we were doing on the, on the South Side. So, basically, um, we were copying the North Side look, and bringing it to the south side. And um, I was pushing investors to, you know, don't do that, you know, that, that cheap, you know, um, um, Home Depot look, you know, and let's, you know, let's make a difference. And so it's gonna cost more money. You gotta put better fixtures in, but you know, so we amped up the kitchens, the bathrooms and stuff. So this guy saw these pictures online, he goes, I gotta see this. So he comes down and he's like, you know, he's this kid with a lot of raw emotion and, and talent. And, and he started videotaping me. He goes, oh my God, guys, these, this is incredible, man. So like the north side, south side, these values are crazy. You got a $150,000 house. I think I'm walking into a half million dollar house on the north side. He goes, I now officially dub you the king of the south side. And so somehow that, that he made it, he threw it on YouTube. I didn't even know he was going to throw it on YouTube. And then it went, it went viral. So now every time I get introduced, except you didn't do that, but that's okay. I forgive you. Everybody, although you did bring it up. So thank you. Th thank I had you. to bring it up. I thank you. Brought it up. So, yes. So that's how I got the name King of the South Side. And, you know, I speak at a lot of investor groups. And that's how they always introduce me as the King of the South Side. But I want to be known as the King of Chicagoland. I'm going to go for the queen of the west side. King of the queen. Yeah, oh, of, there we go. Yeah, there king we of the queen, baby. The, king of the queen. The, 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 the queen of the west side. Well, I think yeah, it's cheers. perfect, too, because, you know, I think Frank uh, focuses a lot towards the listing side and has tons of investors. Obviously, he does buy mm -hmm. side as well. And mm -hmm. then you have become mm -hmm. the queen mm -hmm. of buyer's land. Um, and you are the most extraordinary buyer's agent. People are just loving you. And she downplayed uh, a little bit. Uh, Miss, Miss Pinkney is a mother of six. Um, wow. Incredible, mm. a, a incredible agent who has just started her real estate company um, after only being back for a couple years. And mm -hmm. she also um, is an investor. She rehabs. Mm. And so she's got a so lot. So we actually um, piggybacked off Frank. My husband and I, we invest on the west side, right, Jennifer? And we decided that we would mirror your looks. So we wanted to bring suburban living to the west side and give back because just because you um, choose to live in a certain demographic, we wanted you to feel like you were on the north side or in the suburbs or that you had a quality living. So we decided to do the same things. We amped the kitchens, we amped the bathrooms, we threw in fireplaces, you know, finished basements. 
And um, we really just decided to go all above and beyond and then give them, if I put my my name on it, I want to, oh my God, Daphne has a listing. We're going to go for it. So <laughs> right. and I, I do enjoy the buy side um, a ton more than the list side for now, but that's just because I want to give back and build home ownership amongst my community. Well, well, I have to give it to awesome. both of you. Like, you just put so much work into your properties and do make them look so amazing. And it, Frank, you started that yeah. trend. So. It, it's all about creating, you know, it was really cool too is, when the market shifted and uh, there was a slowdown one year, that's when I was able to go in and, and put uh, no yeah, easy out there, uh, public. <laughs> I want to use the term loosely, put a gun to my investors' heads and say, now's the time. Yeah, I remember when, when um, uh, the market shifted and people were afraid they had a perception it was not a good time to buy. So um, nothing, it was the middle of June, um, early 2000s, and um, investors, you know, um, investors saying, how do I move this product? I said, you got to rehab the rehab. And that's when we started shifting into putting, uh, you know, going from laminate to granite to putting cool uh, vanities in, to putting cool kitchen cabinets in and stuff. And so um, we took all, you know, they started taking all that, that cheap Home Depot stuff that you know maybe it was good for rentals, but for people who want to live there and want something sustainable, um, that was what the, you know I talked them into doing it. So then um, it kind of caught on. So then everybody and then now you know I look at other people too that are out there and they're doing some cool stuff. So then I'm learning from them. You know it's okay to co uh, to be a copycat as long as you copy a, a cool cat. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into what's happening right now. Um, the industry, you know, there's a lot of talk about what's happening mm. in the industry, and people are like, "Oh no, the sky is falling again. It's not falling." So I would love for us to touch on that and see. Tell me what you're experiencing in both on both sides, because I know you're kind of, mm -hmm. you know, both all in the mix of this. So I would love to hear. You your know, um, the pandemonium and the the fear of um, you have to ride in until the wheels roll off because it's going to shift. I have not seen the shift myself. Um, the market is extremely competitive right now. I always tell my buyers, supply is low, demand is high. So for every one home or, you know, there's 25 or 50 buyers. So right now, because supply is so low, you have to just go in with 110% of your best offer to make sure that you're getting your clients, which is probably why I should go to the sales side because then I don't have to be in the pandemonium. Thank you, you got the, the magic um, wand there. <laughs> but right now the market is just so crazy for every one property, there's 25, 50 buyers. Mm. But if you give it a 110%, you have name recognition, you're aggressive, you educate your clients mm. up front. We're winning the bids left and right. So we have not seen the slowdown. Yeah, so um, you know what a lot of people don't realize is when COVID came, um, people had this perception that we're gonna go into depression or recession, mm -hmm. and so you know, I, I've studied the market for 29-ish years since I've been here. I'm sorry, uh, 39, and uh, 38.5. Okay, let's be exact. So, um, so one thing I, I realized is one of the key components is um, you know is availability of inventory, but more importantly, too, availability of of population. So when you look back in 2006. Um, there, the uh, the market had a bubble, but one of the, what they didn't mention, what people weren't looking at, was the reason there was a bubble is because what happened 33 years before that. See, what, the average age of a first-time home buyer is 33 years. Mm -hmm. okay. So when when you look at the market and you see a change, the first thing I look at is 
I go back in time. So 2006, what happened 33 years prior to that? Roe v. Wade. So abortion became legal. All the, the population um, from 2006 to 2010 was dramatically affected from Roe v. Wade. That's why there were less buyers in there. Hence, there was less transactions. So what, let, now let's fast forward today. So what happened back in 1988? Crazy, man. Uh, business I graduated was, grammar school. Yeah, okay. I see. There you go. <laughs> fun fact, right? Fun fact. So, but, you know, in, in addition to that fun fact, the, the, the market was crazy. People, I mean, you know, there was a lot of, like, um, things we needed to trim, a lot of, like, uh, useless job, job. But, I mean, there's a lot of money out there, a lot of disposable income. It was really easy to get a home. I mean, my gosh, I mean, back, it was scary how easy it was to get a home there with the ninja <laughs> loans. I mean, you, you could have the worst credit in the world. All you had to do was we, hit, we called it was an LOX. You had to get a letter of explanation. Mm -hmm. You could have a score, like a score down to 480. As oh. long as you get a LOX, you can, I mean, it was, it was nuts. And I think that's why we're not going to have, it's not going to be the big crash like before because we aren't yep. lending like right. that anymore. Uh, we are... Everything has to be verified still, and those yeah. who aren't, there are a couple, you know, other programs out there, but they have to put twenty to thirty percent down, so they're they're all in on the property. So I don't see that happening anytime soon because we aren't lending, like, you know, doing no income, no assets, right. like we were back in the day when no one even had a job. Now, as a lender, do you find that that's more beneficial? Are you seeing less first payment default or? less um, foreclosure or less, you know, because you're a little bit more stringent or you like, bring it back, let's go? Um, I, I want to bring something back for the self-employed people because let's be honest, self-employed people write off their income. Mm. So I don't feel it's really fair, um, but uh, Loan Depot actually has been uh, beta testing a program and hopefully it's going to be rolling out one day soon. Um, and it actually goes on the spending algorithm okay. of your bank statement. So we'll see what happens with that. Please bring it back. No kidding. We got to bring <laughs> yeah, something those, back yeah. for those, well, those The non-Q loans will come back, you know, the stuff like that, but it's going to still take a little time. There's still a lot of uncertainty. So, you know, there's the, 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 the banks like Oak Tree and stuff like that that do the, a lot of not cues. The, um, they're still in limbo. It's still on, on the sidelines. But, you know, just to finish at one point, the, um, the population right now is going uh, to, here's a, pro a good problem for you to have, is the, the buyer market, the buyer pool is going to be strong uh, for, uh, all the way through 2023. So that's when the next cor correction is estimated to happen. Because then the buyer pool is going to go back down, uh, but you know now the, the you know the issue is is the you know is the other side is where do you get the listing? So so that's com that's completely changing. You know, um, I talked to a, a Cook County commissioner. And he said that they were going to open the the courts June one, mm -hmm. but then um, uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, a very powerful organization, is talking about extending. Uh, some of the foreclosures till next year, the beginning of next year. So that's there's a lot of uncertainty as when, I mean that, that you know you've got that issue, um, you've got you know a lot of the senior homes are starting to reboot again, but you know when you had the the scare you know the scare of COVID, a lot of seniors didn't sell their homes to move into now now that's starting to pick up again, uh, the whole COVID scare you know when the mask comes off, um, there'll be a lot more inventory, a lot more stuff being traded. So, you know, we're, we're slowly transitioning. I, I, think, I think you're going to start seeing a lot more inventory start coming in next year. This year is going to be pretty much a wash. 
what you see right now is what you get. So, so my team is, yeah, so inventory is at, at a premium. Uh, so, but that's why we're going, we're, I mean, I, I just go completely off market. Now, everything we do, um, all of our marketing is off market to get wholesale properties or retail listings because um, really the, the MLS is, uh, um, it, it's a lot harder to find stuff. There just isn't, uh, the foreclosure process uh, isn't working right now because the government shut it down, so. I know this to be true. One time um, last year, I was showing out in Dalton and Frank had like six properties on this one block. Mm -hmm. So I'm showing my buyer, showing my buyer. And I'm like, oh my God, is everyone? I'm like, Frank, did you, did you buy the block? Like literally, did he you buy the block? We had a connection there, but uh, yeah, we were able to buy a, a block of properties. Um, I tried to sell the entire me, block. Can you tell me, Frank, what's happening? Like, what does it look like now? Like, you, you list your properties and literally have 50 showings that day, 25 offers. Like, what is it, what is it looking like? Because people yeah, need so to I mean, realize yeah. what it is now. So, you know? yeah, so, and that's, you know, that's good to you because that'll transition to what you need to do right. to kind of at least bulletproof your transaction. So, um, um, yeah, so basically, um, we get listings, we get showings within the hour. I mean, I, I, we, we listed one up at Elmhurst, and I, we had an offer within an hour. I don't know how they... That's true. I mean, it's, you know, people will start, people will start filling out, the, the, and the, they said, my client saw the pictures, they want to buy it. Yeah. Blind <laughs> offers. Blind yeah. offers. Blind, a lot of blind offers are happening. And, you know, what else is going on is, so now is, uh, you know, people, one thing that's crazy is, uh, there's, I, I just saw one deal where the buyer uh, paid $75,000 over the appraised price. They just paid, wrote a check at closing. I want this house. So a lot of that's going on. People are, so what people are doing, they're, they're waiving everything. Mm -hmm. Like, no you know, inspection. They, they, with, with home inspections, I either see a total waive or I see, um, we're gonna waive it, but we still wanna do the home inspection and we reserve the right to walk away if there's a, a foundation, like some serious mm -hmm. structural issue. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's fair, right. okay. I, I don't have a problem with that. And so um, so people are waiving that. Uh, are they sending that in with the offer? Give us tips oh, yeah. and tricks, Frank, because oh, yeah, 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 we need yeah. to know. So, so <laughs> and I do okay. the complete opposite. So what you do, first thing you do is, as an agent is you call the, you, you, you call, let's say I'm a buyer's agent. Call, um, he's call the buyer immediately. I mean the listing agent immediately. Tell him that, look, uh, we're gonna be showing it today and my client's gonna be writing out it. You know, so, um, you know, if you know there's a high probability, just tell the, the, the agent, you know, and then if they don't, you call them back and say, my, my buyer's changed their mind. But you, you, you got to let them know, because yeah. otherwise they may already may have three offers and mm -hmm. hold on a second, because my buyer is going to make an offer. So, um, so you, 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 you have to communicate. Communication is everything. And then the second you know for sure you're, you're going to write an offer, um, you want to you eliminate as, as many um, um, things on the contract as possible. You want to get the highest earnest money you can. You want to get the quickest closing uh, date you can. Um, you know, another thing too that, um, uh, you know, that another problem why um, uh, there's not a lot of inventory in the market is um, because uh, sellers are like, or people that want to sell their house, where do I go? They're afraid you know, so, to list it because if so, they yeah, list it, they're yeah. going to have so, 10 offers in one day and not even have a home for them so to find. So I think the next wave, I think, you know, so the, uh, I think the next thing, I'm sitting there, I was talking to uh, one of my uh, agents yesterday, Aaron Gaines. Uh, he's my team, one of my team leaders. 
I told him, I said, you know what's going to happen next? Is people are going to wave, um, you know, uh, buy, um, sellers to, to stay there. So that as long as they cover the note, you can stay there as long as you want. That way there, you're guaranteed a house. I said, or you can stay there for three months for free. Or you can stay there for months that for free. I think, I think that's that going to happen. That. Well, yeah. there's also these companies out there that are, um, and I know we have partnered with one, but it hasn't rolled out yet, where we'll actually buy and make an offer to the seller to buy their property so that they can go ahead and... I don't know if well, I had a seller from yesterday. Um, I listed the house last week, and she needed two months buyback. And they said, we just want to close ASAP. So they're going to close, and we're going to rent back, lease back for two months. And they're going to waive it. Yeah, and I'm see, like, I mean, that, that's just crazy. That, you know, but yeah. and, then, and then the other thing that's important is, is um, talk to the agent about your approval. We have a sheet that we... we 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 have we require that everybody to fill out for my listings, but we send them the sheet out as well. So it basically lets you know everything about the buyer, what their favorite color is, all that. You know, <laughs> I know. just give, but you know what you know what you know. The more information you give um, a, a listing agent, the more likely they are to take your deal. So if you if you if you're if you're a buyer's agent out there and you're listening, you um, you come to me on my listing and you give me your credit score. <laughs> your back-end ratio, your DTI, um, the essential worker, all this stuff. You know, another thing, too, is um, um, running running fraud guard up front. If you, if, uh, like, so I, I tell, you know, all the loan officers I do, I said, run fraud guard. Because what fraud guard is, you know, you they um, loan officers wait till the end of the transaction to run fraud guard. And so, I mean, how many, how many times have you had to deal Daphne, where you you're like, what do you mean uh, this this uh, federal loan popped up? Just happened. You're talking about the Kavers plan. The right? Kavers yeah, plan. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. So what's happening is everybody is wiping out their credit, yeah. deleting these student loans, and uh, it's and they're like, how did she still, not find out yeah, until yeah. we're clear to close? Yeah. Because, because you wiped your credit, right? Because, right, you wiped, right? because we used to be able to tell, but now that they're wiping the student right. loans off. There's no way for us to tell unless we run a Cavers, mm. and he's right. See, I usually mm. don't run Cavers until the deal's in, but it just happened three times to me, mm. so, so I that, agree with that's that. Why that's we, something we, ask, we need to be doing. When, when, so if I go, so when we go to a, um, a, a listing agent, uh, we call them, we um, we let them know bring an offer, uh, then I we we call them up and say that, and we 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 sell them. This is why you're going to take our offer. It's because it is a sure thing. It's been, it's looked at, underwriters got their eyes on it. So the underwriters approved it. Now, basically, we need a title and a uh, appraisal, and we're shooting to underwriting. So if, under, if, if you get an underwritten approval, you know, there's different levels of approvals. You, you know, as you know, there's a, mm -hmm. you know, the phone interview, run a credit report, phone interview, run it through um, uh, a desktop. And if you, you know, if you get a desktop accept, that's even better. But then, you know, as you climb up the ladder and you verify everything, and then you get a, a pre-approval, pre-qualification, pre-approval, then the ultimate thing is an underwritten approval. If I get an underwritten approval, and if I have an underwritten approval with Fraud Guard, I will be calling this guy up or this woman up, mm -hmm. whoever, the, whoever the case may be, and um, I will say, you need to take my deal because it's a sure thing. If I said, no, no. If, I guarantee you, a lot of people don't. A lot of buyer, uh, buyers agents don't know what fraud guard is. So um, yeah, so if they run the fraud guard, the Nexus, Lexus, whatever they, whatever they run for fraud guard, um, once you, if you could do that up front, and it doesn't really cost that much no, to run the fraud guard. But you know, so loan, I think loan officers, uh, you know, eventually will be pressured into doing that. 
Um, once you know all this stuff well, that, I, that I'm talking about here leaks out. After and, this conversation, <laughs> all of our approvals yeah. are coming over with Caver's claims clearance, yeah. AUS approval. Right. And so here, here's here's the other fun fact, uh, boys and girls, is have boys your loan officer have your loan officer call up because then it's a third party. It's just another person. They're they're the ones that are writing the check. Hey, I'm the guy, the the woman. You're welcome. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that writes the check. Okay, and so I'm telling you what the agent said, and you may not trust that agent. You may not know that agent, but I, I'm, I'm writing the check, and I'm telling you right now, it's been through underwriting. We did fraud guard. You know, we verified everything. We just need to get a, a, an appraisal title, and away we go. So is it safe to say that you do accept some of your offers based on who that loan officer is and who that realtor is? Name recognition because uh, you know there's yeah, history. Yeah, or... uh, absolutely, man. Okay. I mean, you know, it, it's. Um, Frank's really good to me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, yeah, and you're really good to me too. So, but I, I tell you what. So, you know, uh, so I hate to use this term. So, I hope it doesn't get me in trouble. There's a lot of people out in this world. Doesn't matter whether it's a realtor, loan officer, whatever. I call, I, I call them order takers. Yes. So that all they know how to do is take the order, you know, ding, ding, order up. And no, and no offense to to servers or whatever. We love you. We you love know, you guys are the best. I'm just talking about when you're a loan officer, you have to bring more a more a bigger dynamic than just taking the order. You have to know, um, you have to know how to put the deal together, package, and communicate with your underwriter. And a lot of these people don't do that. And a lot, you know, and they don't even pay attention to the deal. They don't, you know, I've had people where back in the day when there were certain requirements like household income. So, you know, I get deals rejected because they never checked the house on Yeah, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that a little bit because obviously that's my my area of specialty. But um, the way I've been able to set myself aside is because I I, I've been through a lot in my life, so it helped me navigate and strategically think like, okay, this is this is me. How would I get this accomplished? What do we need to do? And I craft solutions. So mm -hmm. maybe I made a mistake and approved you for higher than what you qualify for, but I'm going to come up with a strategic way for you to be able to get around it and get the deal done anyway. And, and that's the key, you know. And, it, and if you don't have mm. that, and if you are an order taker, LO, jump on a team mm. with someone who knows how to do jump that. On a team. So that we have to strategy that's too. Because, that's awesome, man. There. Um, one of the things that I do, they say, how do you get so many um, buyers in? I go directly to Frank and I pull up all your listings mm. and then I show your listings and then I'll go to Chris and I'll show his listings. If, it, if there's an LO that I know to have a ton of listings, I'm not waiting for my buyers. I'm jumping out there to go and see what does Frank have in these areas. Frank, I'm showing 10 of your listings today. Look out for me. So I'm, if you, you really have to have strategy and know who to go to and who's selling quality yeah. properties. I don't want to get a call afterwards saying uh -huh. the basement flood. I know your properties. I know you're going to stand by it. Yep. I'm just going straight to your name and, and pulling happens, up your 44 so, yeah. listings, you know, so it's all about strategy. You brought something up that's a good point. So um, I get tired of dealing with these order takers. So, I, you know, if I know like the branch manager, yeah. then I'll, you know, and the order taker is the only deal we got. Like uh, now, now we have multiple offers, and so we don't necessarily have to take the order takers. So the, the I, but you know, that's important know, though. That's no, very yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, but it's not when you, you know, when you, you know, because the order takers don't know how to solve problems. So right, like, oh, they the just listen to the, un like, whoa, the whoa, underwriter whoa, says yeah. it's suspended. You know how yeah. many times my files are suspended, <laughs> and they should not be yeah. suspended, but I fight. You know, and I know how to fix it, and that's, that's the thing. 
So, yeah, so, uh, so, so what I do is um, uh, I go straight to the branch manager. A lot of, my, a lot of times I know them. You know, yeah. so I had a deal the other day, and I said um, we had a problem with the uh, with appraisal. I rebuttal it. Went to the branch manager. I said, "Dude, can you overlook this? I mean, uh, I like this loan officer, but you know, he's a and so I couldn't say, use the word order taker, right. but I, you know, to him. But he goes, "Yeah, okay, no problem. I get it." So and we got, you know, he yeah. he he oversaw it, and I, and I got the uh, the increase. Yeah. You know, so that's another, you know, that's another thing. So um, very important is with values going way up. There, there's going to be appraisers that are going to say, nah, you know, enough is enough. So some important things, guys. Um, number one is when you're looking at appraisal, there's a couple things that are, uh, that, that, I, that I win like religiously all the time. Number one is, uh, and, and feel free to call anybody, any agent out there, feel free to call me, be glad to talk, share details with you. There's a Fannie directive that says that uh, if it's commonplace for uh, sellers to pay for sellers' concessions in the area, then the appraiser is not supposed to would subtract that off of a value. Mm -hmm. Okay. So oh, hence, I didn't know that. The sound, so yeah, yeah. Fannie, Fannie Directive 301.01. I can send it to you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> well, with, with the lunch, we're gonna we're cover. No, no, check this out. Now, even better. This is even more fun because that because. A lot of loaners just don't know this. I'm like, I got my Give little, me what I don't I got know. My, my <laughs> little hat on. I'm like, so when the first, let's say the first appraisal comes in at 200,000, uh and the second appraisal comes in within five percent. So we're good. I've, I've, <coughs> excuse me. Not all lenders. I've are had, like uh, I've had. Um, there's a there's a FHA directive that's it's literally says if the second appraisal is within five percent that you have to take the higher one. Yep. So I'm, I I remember I had this one. Guy just literally just tee off on me. You don't know what you're doing. You know, just took took it on a personal level. I said, "Hey, bro." I said, "I'll send Look, you guidelines." <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send hey, you an bro. email for uh, send it up the chain to underwriter, writing, and then get back to me. So the next day, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Mancho, uh, yeah, we're gonna go with the higher value. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so, but here, here's here's a question though that I have for you because yeah. I know this to be true because I worked for other mortgage companies other than Loan Depot and. The reason why I stay here is because I feel like I, I can lend mm. which makes sense again and people actually know sure. guidelines where I've had a, a lot of trouble with other companies being able to, mm. you know, I just felt like I was fighting too hard to get every single deal done. But isn't it true like that most, like a lot of lenders don't even know that. And I feel like you have to go to um, war I, with them I to get them to know uh, what's right and wrong. I think maybe one or two lenders I've uh, I've talked to have known it out of hundreds of lenders I've dealt right. really, I mean, a, uh, a lot of lenders uh, don't know their their craft. I mean, they're just they know just enough. And even some good lenders. I mean, yeah. even yeah, good fine. guys I know, uh, they're like, wait, what was that again? You know, I never heard of that. I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, what? I use it all the time. I rebuttals. I mean, yeah, those are instantaneous rebuttals. Now, so to your point, jumping around from different mortgage companies, some mortgage companies have very very high um, overlays. Mm -hmm. So you wonder, like, wow, how did it, how did that buyer get rejected over there, and you take them over to another lender? Because if they're <laughs> if they sell, you know, if they sell Jenny Fanny Direct, they don't have overlays, uh, which which means that you're not going to have any extra surprises. So they will follow the FHA guidelines, and that's they, they're not adding anything up on it. So they will approve you for 580. Within, I mean, most 580s are, yeah, no. 
they are a hard pass, but there's 580s that, that shouldn't be 580s because they dropped 70 right. points because they missed two right. payments yeah. or something. Yeah. Or a, a collection of, hit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of agents don't know that either. And, and when I'm with um, my buyers and I flip them over to Jennifer and I'm like, they have these overlays, they have these guidelines. I know I can get my deal done over here. I know the name recognition right. more likely than not is going to go. So it's really important who that pre-approval comes from too. Yeah. Because you don't want to have your deal get to the finish well, line and crash. And this is and this is an important thing for you to know is that not only do like mortgage companies have overlays, but the overlays are also open to interpretation. They take mm. an FHA guideline, like I know guidelines. So when an underwriter tries to tell me something, I'll go to the HUD handbook and I'll find the guideline and be like, there it is, please prove. But um, the thing is, is that some mortgage companies, they are up to interpretation. They take the guideline and they're like, well, I interpret it this way, which is not necessarily the way that is truly written. It's just the way that they, you know, their perception of it. Well, is. a lot, yeah, a lot of it's driven to by their investors. So their investors may say, look, we do not want, uh, we, if you lend in this area, you know, we want a, a higher standard. So they, you know, some banks uh, still, do That's a little, redlining. They, yeah, they do a little redlining. Yeah. Um, or you know they you know if they're in trouble, if they get buybacks, they get certain buybacks. Then th then the, the their investors, mm -hmm. the money the, where they get their money from, they're going to tighten their standards. So all of a sudden, you could be working with somebody that's really good mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like what the heck you know <laughs> then you you know then you realize you know that so then over the years i realized it's not them it's their investors mm -hmm. tighten the screws on them and they're like okay so we're not going to do 620 anymore you know you got to do 660 now all of a sudden overnight you know so yeah and to talk on that what happens is with that is that if, if a lender gets because it's happened to me many times, mm -hmm. you know, throughout my career, the lender will get a lot of foreclosures within a certain range, 580 to 620. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and they'll get too many foreclosures in that range. So it'll tighten up and they'll go up to 640 and make that their minimum requirement uh, because they adjust and based on that. And even with like COVID happening, you know, with the amount of people who went into forbearance, it mm -hmm. pushed all of our guidelines like through the roof because we had to make sure that people were not going to just close on their home and then go into forbearance. Right. And right. What, what people don't realize is that stops our market. It stops us from being able to lend. And it, and it does you a disservice because then you, you know, you're know you going to have to wait a few months to be able to refinance and take care of, take a, uh, advantage of those 2% interest rates that some of you weren't able to get. So okay. it's important to, you know, to, to make sure that we spread as much knowledge as we can, right? Yeah, it's really important um, uh, to buyers out there. It's important that you line yourself up with somebody that that um, is passionate about their craft, uh, they're not just a. Uh, it's just not a job. There's there's so many people that are that shouldn't be here. But that's true with any business, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one thing that I learned, uh, Daphne, and so I, and I was going to share this with you when we have lunch about the uh, about hiring is we always run a personality test, and you can always run. Always. You can yeah. You can always run a free personality test. Yeah. But I, to, look, uh, this is just general. If you're unhappy with what you're doing, do a personality test and, and see what you are. And then, um, and then find job matches. You can go straight, you can, you can search Google. TDF job theory, for, some of the other. I use, go yeah. pursue that, man. I use Gallup uh, Strength Finder, so I've run all of my team through it. Yeah, I know where serious. I'm strong and I hire on my team for where I'm weak. So mm -hmm. then I can become, you know, instead of wasting my yeah. time trying to strengthen where I'm weak, I'll just get people to fill and in I tell that gap. I people that all the time because mm -hmm. Frank, people mm -hmm. like definitely you, myself, 
we create a world of mini-me's realtors because every we make it look so easy. And it's like, <laughs> that is true, not, right. you That's should so not true. be here, but you yeah. don't want to tell them they shouldn't mm -hmm. be here. But like mine's was, woo, winning others over. I know that I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And um, as Frank was saying earlier, you have to have like this push or this grind. Mm -hmm. If you think it's just going to fall in your lap or your family or your friends are just going to give you business or you don't have to learn your craft or be um, aggressive and passionate for your people, you're in the wrong field. You're gonna spend a lot of money up front yeah. to do something that you're just gonna be pushed out of because you're not gonna get any deals and you won't see it. Yeah, and there's a, and so that's a great point, Daphne, because there's a lot of misconceptions on these HDTV shows and everything like that. It's so easy oh and all God. that stuff. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and yeah, it, it's, it's just the opposite. I mean, I get up 4.30 every morning. So when somebody says, hey, can I, can I, Murray, can I uh, shadow you for a day? I said, if you show up at my house at 4.30 in the morning, and they're like, uh, that's great. Do, do, that is do, great. Do what? Yeah. How about if I show up at eight o'clock? So I had this one guy, he showed up at eight o'clock in the morning. Then he saw me do my thing all day long. And I mean, I'm like putting out fires. I got people screaming at me all day. And boom, bang. <laughs> but I love it, man. My, my hair is up. I love and it. So, I love it, man. So we're type A personalities. So we, we, we love the, we love, I love go, uh, going to war every day. I, you know, I, I'm a hunter. I got to hunt, man. I, I why, right. why, why people ask, why do you do what you do? Because I hunt, man. Yeah. I'm a hunt. You know, you know, back in the day, we had hunters and farmers, man. I, I'm the hunter, man. I got to I'm go the hunter. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny that you said that. My yeah. husband just did um, a video of me, and I didn't even realize he was doing it a day in the life of Daphne. So <laughs> he, he was taping me in the bed oh, that's at 5.30, taking calls. And at 7.30, I was out the shower. He, he drove me around, and I was taking calls. I was yelling. I was putting out pre-approvals. I was explaining inspection reports. And so Jennifer asked me, can this young lady follow me? And I'm like... Is she going to be okay with changing course in the middle of the day? Mm -hmm. You know, you may go to a closing. You may have to stop it. You have to be aggressive. And if I, if she's really um, passive, don't let her follow me because she'll be freaked out. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like all over the place. And so to your point, so this guy that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, I already knew this was going to happen. So it was about 4.45 and this real tall kid. And so I saw him like getting ready to get out of the chair. I wanted to get a bowl of popcorn just to enjoy the experience. Cause he just he gets up out of his chair and he looks like he's been to hell and back. He goes, Frank, if I ever, ever say I want to be like you, he says, kick me in the you know what. And uh, I, I I freaking lost it because I said, Yeah, another one bites the dust. Everybody so everybody thinks that my job is really easy. Cause they, they, you know, they, they, they see the shine, but they don't see the grind, baby. That's right. You know, That's the, right. the shine comes with the grind. You know, it's the grind first, man. Everybody gets the, the cart yeah. in front of the horse, man. You know, they see the, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not, all, you know, I'm not all about fan, the fan, the, the fancy stuff's not me, man. I, I'm about the grind, man. You know, it, it's I, I heard this uh, uh, basketball, uh, a women's uh, uh, ESPN, women's basketball coach. Um, and they were interviewing her a couple months ago, and they said, what makes your players so exceptional? And she goes, they love the grind, man. They just love basketball. They love practicing. And, and that's, that's I, what I, I thought, wow, okay, cool. So that's, I'm on the right track. You know, it's cool get, getting that validation. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's, you know, uh, people that are, that are high producing, uh, they're, they're all the same, man. Kobe. You know, uh, Kobe, Michael, That's Floyd right. Mayweather. Their their work ethic yeah. is is sickening to a normal person. Normal person, they think you're crazy, man. One yeah. of my investors <laughs> told me I was just out of town, um, back to back, and I answered his calls. He said, 
I'm going to my office and fire everyone. Every time I call you, uh, you've answered, but you're also like investing ten millions of dollars into my property to invest. Of course, I'm going to answer your call. He was like, "You are the people that I want on my team." He said, "I'm literally going in the office tomorrow and fire the other agents." And I just laughed so hard. I'm like, "It's the grind. Like you just you think that it's all glam and glory, but we are hustling." Yeah, we are. It's a different type of hustle. I think I was in the industry for 12 years before I actually took a vacation where I kind of disconnected. I was still connected a little bit, but but it was like 12 years, you know, of being in this industry where I actually completely disconnected for a couple days to give my kids, you know some mommy and me time but you know they grow up so fast and get out of the house and we do have to you know still still remember to work life family but I've had people who who have like you said um they they think it's so easy what I do and it's like there's so much work that went into this and so many different times that I failed or did things wrong. The other thing, guys, is if you do something wrong, if you make a mistake, own it. Own just it. say, hey, I messed just mm. like I've, I've called Frank before and I'm like, hey, Frank, messed up, but I'm going to work around it and I'm going to figure it out. I just need you to know that I messed up. So <laughs> I issued an approval and I shouldn't have and I didn't catch this or that. You know, but just own it, and, mm-hmm. and people be way more easy. People to work respect with you. that, you know, because we're we're all human, and we all trip yeah. and fall. You know, um, the other thing I'd like to bring up to uh, people out there, agents, buyers, sellers, whoever you are, um, the, the, one of the most valuable lessons I learned in life is to time block. So I, it doesn't matter whether yeah. it's 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 your job, yeah. or it's your leisure, or it's your family, whatever. You have to put it in your calendar. I mean, if it's um, and you've got to prioritize stuff. And when it comes down to work, you got to do your highest ROI activity. This is the easiest job. What's ROI, Frank? Return on investment. Okay. So, so what that good, you know, good point. So what what that means is basically is what it, what work will will get you make you money, make you the most money. I mean, because we're in, yeah we're in here to. I mean, I obviously you know I'm value driven, and I you know I believe in helping people. Um, I believe in, you know, I, I believe I'm a child of God and I believe I'm here for a reason. And I get into all that spiritual stuff. Right. But, you know, and, and, and but more, you know, more importantly, too, when it comes to work, you know, it's an extension of my faith. And so I, this this is not to be taken lightly. And, and, and I, whether it's my work, my play, my family, uh, it's all it's all the street of the same, man. It's it's serious. I mean, I what's the best best activity I can do with my son, my my That's my fine. wife, my What's the best activity I can do on my own? Yeah. You know, to, to give me my best return. What when it comes to business, it, 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 there's nothing wrong with making money. Yeah. You know, and, and it's there's nothing wrong with doing this, working hard but working smart. Yeah. So you know, the the problem is people come in, they're like, okay, I'm gonna work hard, but then their definition of working hard is spending three hours on Facebook. You know, and and <laughs> and then I, you know, I'll talk to the agents. They're like, well, I'm cultivating my database on Facebook. I said, you ain't cultivating nothing, man. I saw your Delegate comments that. and your likes and stuff. Delegate hey. that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Me and Daphne yeah. are Charlie's angels. You're right? <laughs> and I'm Charlie, right? <laughs> hey, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, so, hey, guys, uh, you know, just an important fact. If you can learn to, to figure out what your highest, most important work is, prioritize it, mm-hmm. and then... Um, put it in your calendar. If it doesn't get in your calendar, it doesn't get done. And just go right down. And I tell you what, sometimes during the day, my day will shift. And I have to right. re-juggle what's important because something new may come. Right. You know, I may get like three new hot wholesale properties. Well, now that moves up to the top. 
That's and everything right. shifts down. So, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's just not that simple. But it, it requires a lot of work. Time blocking alarms for me. Well, that's good. I have yeah. six kids. I make an alarm for everything. Yeah. And they say, your alarm is just going off. And it's like, if I didn't set an alarm and then, and I, I just forgot about it. You know, you get busy, mm. you shift. You're somewhere longer than you anticipated. You mm. need an alarm. And don't just snooze it. I'll go back in and reset it. When we set our lunch date, I went straight into the... Because if I don't and I get to moving through my day, I'm mm. going to forget. And then yeah. I just blew off Frank Montreux. That can't happen. That cannot happen. No, do, do not. No. <laughs> well, uh, I, I just want to thank you guys so much for coming out. I think this is great. Any closing thoughts from everyone? I'm just going to say, um, follow your own path. It's really easy to get distracted by Franks and Daphne's and other really big heavy hitters. And I know we say order takers, but everyone has to start somewhere, right? So if you come in and you're passionate, figure out what works for you. Um, don't be distracted. I did something that if, if it's a distraction to me, I don't even follow it. Figure out what you want to do. Um, in my field, we said, what's your why? Why are you doing it? I want to grow home ownership. I want to make a lot of money. Whatever your reason is, and just stick with it. Um, be strategic about it and work it like your life depends on it. And then you will reap your ROI, your return mm -hmm. on investment. Your time is your investment, and that's what you're getting the return on. How much time, how much energy, how much effort. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are guideline gurus. Did you study your craft, or did you just you know, start writing and think that you can make it work? So um, it's definitely enough room for everyone. It's the place to be, be passionate about and be good to people. Don't, for investors, don't just throw these properties together um, and just put these people in anything because this is people's hard-earned money. Mm. And then it, it falls apart and then your I name is that. tied to it. So just be good and decent and you'll reap the fruit of your labor. Yeah. Love it. So, um, yeah, a lot of people say, uh, and I see articles, oh, it's really not that good of a time to buy right now because not a lot of inventory, because prices are going up. Here's a fun fact, folks. When prices go up, to uh, to buy, they also go up to sell. So I mean, right. if you're going to sell a house, you know, when when prices drop, your sell price is going to be less, and your buy price is going to be less. So don't look at one side. You know, it's it's if you're if you're looking to sell your house and move, you're like, oh, well, prices are just going up. I'm like, yeah, but interest rates are low, dude. Yeah. So it makes a big difference. You know, um, when I got into the business, interest rates were 14 and a half percent. Oh my God. I take a, a <laughs> so I take a two hundred thousand dollar house. Okay, and your payments like twenty five hundred dollars. So you know, people would say, ask me, well, what's my interest rate? And I'm like, your payments twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, but what's my interest rate? Your payment, yeah, because I was afraid <laughs> to say. <it. laughs> so so uh, now you take that same amount, that same uh, two hundred thousand dollars, and you rewind it to when it was two and a half percent. The recently now it's gone up in the threes, but even at two and a half percent, your payment is under eight hundred dollars. From $2,500. So, you know, you've got to look at, always look at your payments and when you're, when you're buying, not just, don't, don't freak out because, oh, wow, prices are going up. You got to look at everything. everything. You got to look at your payment. You got to look at your interest rates. You got to look at the prices. Um, if you want to buy now, go ahead and buy it, man, because you can still get great deals out. Now, you have to go with the expectations that it's going to be hard and you have to be patient. And you have to be willing to put in the work, and you have to you know, hire an agent that that like Daphne, who's or me. That's you know we're pit bulls, man. We don't stop. We don't have a shut off switch. 
we we don't slow down, man. We will be on it. We're, right. Once you once you sign a dollar uh, dotted line and you hire us, man, we're you know we're like 007, like license <laughs> to <laughs> license to sell, man. License you know? to sell. We should get your license, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, because you know why? Because everything we touch turns to soul, baby. That's right. Yes, yes. there we go. <laughs> And really for me, is just, just be humble, just align your purpose and your passion uh, with what you do for a living. And like, like they said, you know, if, if you want to be the best in your craft, shadow the best in your craft. Figure out how they got there and what it looks like, what work you have to put in to be able to do so. And we all want to help people be, be great. You just have to humble yourself enough to know that it wasn't overnight. It was years and years of failure upon failure that we decided to stand up and go over and above on. So that's really it for me. Until the next time. Until next time. <laughs>